everybody. Welcome back to the Playing With Power podcast. You're listening in for part two of volume 55 from December of 1993. It has Disney's Aladdin on the cover, and we are picking up at page 35, uh, which is Nestor's Adventures. As a reminder, we have now switched to a season-length format. So after this, this is the end of 1993 issues. We'll be taking a little break uh, for about a month or so. We'll be posting some old issues, some other content in the meantime, and we'll be back with 1994 uh, issues after that. I am your host, Ben, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Mike. Hello. And John. Howdy. And returning guests from part one, Sheldon Brown is with us. Welcome, Sheldon. Thanks, guys. All right, Mike, let's let's go ahead and dig in. We've got a lot of pages left here. Nestor's Adventures. This is our 100th episode. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Woo! <laughs> bing, bing, bing! <laughs> okay, fanfare's over. Yay! Let's clean up the confetti. Let's clean up the confetti and uh, the condoms, and let's just, like, get this back oh, to business. I blew my load over my keyboard. It's going to take me a while. <laughs> so that's why you kept telling me, in Messenger. <laughs> okay, so we got Nestor's Adventures where he's walking through the gates of Jurassic Park, and it has a radiation symbol for some reason saying biological hazard. Apparently the dinosaurs are radioactive. So he uh, talks to this guy with glasses who is not Dr. Sam Neill, and I don't know why, but he's just like some generic guy with a cattle prod. And Nestor's like, what happened? You run out of Barney Chow? And the guy's telling him, we lost power and a few of the dinosaurs broke out. These are wild animals. That's why we need these prods. And then he takes it and he taps a brontosaurus on the tail and he goes, this thing wouldn't stop the Energizer Bunny. And then the, and then the, di- a, the dinosaur appears to vomit on him, but the sound effect says, achoo. And uh, the nerdy paleontologist guy, oh, he must be the uh, Jeff Goldblum type guy. So he says, you shouldn't have done that. They've been trained to sneeze when they're electrocuted. Oh, yeah. And Nestor says, you train them to sneeze on command. And he goes, we had a date on Letterman. And then he has Nestor standing out in the field. And he goes, stay near the trees where it's safe. Why? More stupid dinosaur tricks? And he goes, no, that's where we served the T-Rex's lunch. And then we get to see a T-Rex creeping up on, ne- on Nestor. But then when in the last panel, he's got a checkered napkin that he's tying around his neck. And uh, Nestor says, can he see us? And he goes, yeah, he just hates vegetables. I guess my carrot top finally paid off. (laughs) Nice. Okay, so next up we've got the next feature, which for Super Nintendo is Battle Cars. You know what's the hardest part about eating vegetables? Your dick? The wheelchair. (laughs) 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 How did, how did we make it to 100? Uh, I don't well, know. that's right. There's no governing body <laughs> preventing us. <laughs> All right. What do we have? Uh, it's This is basically uh, an F-Zero clone. Battle uh, cars! But you've got some... Uh, you can shoot weapons at the people. And apparently customize your uh, battle car. Battle cars! So that's... That's something. A little bit, not a whole lot. <laughs> I think lot. John's a little excited. 
So it's it's. I mean, they literally talk about it's from Namco. They literally talk about it as very very much compared to F Zero uses the same uh, sort of technology behind it for the high speed. It's not quite as high speed as F Zero, but you got the similar edges. You can even see that on some but of the screenshots. But it's battle cars. It's like Mario. It is Kart. battle cars. It's, it's <laughs> F, uh, mode zero. F Zero, mode seven. Yes. So you let's talk in, about uh, you start the in art. Detroit. I mean, come on, that's that's amazing. Detroit, <laughs> where where Newfoundland and Detroit merge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of, right, creep, drop effort, the fucking weapon. A lot of like RoboCop incest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, RoboCop as a newfie, that would be fucking oh. amazing. <laughs> How is she going there, my trout? <laughs> drop the weapon over there. What you say? You thought Battle Cars was gonna go there. Keep going. Wow. Go. Please. Keep going. Don't stop. Don't stop. This is gold. Okay. That's my Directive new favorite number. character from the podcast. Oh. Newfie Robocop. Oh, no, no, no. Newfie Robocop. No, no, no. Newfie Robocop. No. Robocop. Oh, Robocop. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Directive number one. Never mention Joey Smallwood. All right. So the art here. Let's talk about the, the art here. They've got a, a regular car sort of blowing up on the track. And then behind it is a car that has these uh, big inflatable tires. And then the rest of it is just chrome spikes and a giant jet engine in the back. That's what my car looks like. Uh, <laughs> apparently the guy that owns the metal spiky car didn't realize you're supposed to actually put a tire over the inner tube. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> it does not look good. Uh, it yeah. does, yeah. I mean, the good, it's, it's, Ben is right. It's just like a kind of F-Zero meets Mad Max, like, but mm. it's shittily done, kind of. The only, the, I mean, there's some interesting character names here. We've got... Yeah. Dirty Knuckle Ned, which is a, <laughs> Whoa, has to be a sex move. <laughs> oh my god, Doctor, that's a Doctor Diana character from a fisting movie. And uh, let's see, Ma- Maniacal Mariko is uh, a samurai woman with a like a, she's got like a trike, it looks like there, and then buffed Bachmed, which uh, sounds Arabian. I'm not, I'm not really sure, but. <laughs> Buffed Bachmed. Oh my god. I yeah. like uh, Dr. Diana. She looks like, I don't know, she's got the head of like the no. doll of a psychopath. <laughs> like if a psychopath cut off like most of his doll, like most of his sister's doll's hair. That's what this woman is. And then you've got uh, Metalhead Mike on the previous page there from Detroit. <laughs> right. Oh, that's, Rob- that's, that's RoboCod? That's got, yeah, we might as well. Let, let's, yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> that's RoboCod. Ah, so it's a shitty, yeah, a shitty game. Probably not worth your time, but mm-hmm. boy, did it bring the gold for playing with power. You never know. You never know where they're going to come. Where it's yeah. gonna... So it's anyway. got some interesting modes here. Before we move on, you can... Uh, play one or two players, and then there's a two to eight player versus mode. So, which mm. is more like a tournament style uh, uh, 
matchup essentially. It looks like there's a garage where you can like customize your battle car as well, like by purchasing. Yeah, you can get cash uh, for, from winning races, and you can spend it on different upgrades for your car. And there's different uh, you know items you can attach to it, and that kind of thing. So, just play. interesting, but probably garbage. Just play F zero. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> what can we do? Do we talk about this person at the bottom of page forty one? That's like a Jawa. With a, with yeah, a cutlass? It's, they don't really say much about it. Yeah. It says, sort of, what does it say? Nomad. I can't even read it. Hat Halmu. Oh. I am of the desert. I survive where others perish. You, you will perish under the grinding treads of my... And then it gets cut off here. He's the only he's the only Jawa that survived the uh, Empire attack in uh, the first Star Wars movie. <laughs> now he's taking revenge. <laughs> Luke's assault on the on the sand crawler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So next section is a Super Scope roundup, which talks <laughs> about three different games through the Super Scope for the Super Nintendo. We've got Yoshi Safari, Metal Combat, Falcon's Revenge, and T2, the arcade game. Did, uh, so let's go through them. Did any of you guys own a Super Scope? No. Yeah? I did. Well, Look so at you rich guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, apparently, apparently Canada was awash in Super Scopes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never had one. I had the Zapper for the NES, but that's it. I think so I right, yeah, had We all had the Super Scopes, so we got to walk around being Robocod. <laughs> Eyes that buys that shoots the guns. <laughs> Robocop. <laughs> ah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so let's talk about game by game. They've got a page in each here. Yoshi's Safari. So Yoshi's now a murderer. He's got a gun. What's happening here? <laughs> He's taking on the Koopa kids as they're all going mech warrior on his ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of like a over-the-shoulder shooter. Is what it looks yeah, like. I, I think the pers- Mario's got the super. Mario's got the shoot. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be this perspective as if you're riding on Yoshi and you're carrying the super scope. Mm. Oh, okay. finally, finally mounted combat in the Mario world. Is <laughs> your mount? Yes. Mario's just decided. Uh, you know, he's just had enough. He's like, screw, screw, screw Bowser. I'm getting a gun. I'm just gonna blast the crap out of everything. <laughs> if Bowser, if Bowser's got the bullet bills, I can. Go, I got something that can shoot too. So it's Fuck a pretty. This. this is called. This is called escalation, bitch. So it's a pretty nice looking rails shooter, is what it looks like, in the Mario universe. Very interesting that they would build this. To be honest, mm-hmm. did anybody play? Did you play this game? I didn't. The uh, only games I had on the uh, for the Super Scope were the uh, Super Scope Six, <laughs> the ones that came with it. Mm. But I never branched the out. Beauty is that you can. That's a good. You sorry? Oh, I just said I, I didn't branch out beyond that. Uh, yeah, I played. Uh, what was the uh, bat? Uh, fuck, I don't remember the first one. Uh, it was the first one, the group of six that came out. Yeah. With the uh, with the robot that looks like a frog for the first level. Oh, okay, yeah, but, yeah. But, uh, yeah, this game, I like the, uh, I gotta play these again. The beauty is that for the emulators, you just use the mouse. Mm. So you don't have to, like, look for batteries or have this, like, five-pound monstrosity mm-hmm. weighing you down. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Terminator, I didn't even know they made a terminating sh- Terminator shooter game for the Super Ooh. Nintendo. Well, before we get to that, page 45, we're looking at Metal Combat Falcon's Revenge. 
So this is sort of a, another rail shooter, um, but it's a it's a boss boss battle against. Oh, mechs. this is that. That's the one. This yeah. is that. Yeah. See the frog bot at the bottom. So this is interesting because you can actually play with two players, where one person uses a controller to play as the boss, and the other person, of course, uses the uh, super scope. Hmm. Frog so, bot. Anyways, Frog. Hey, we didn't talk too much about the, Mar the Yoshi Safari. Uh, we get to see this beautiful <laughs> boss fight with Bowser, which, uh, spoiler alert, he's in a mecha suit. And then uh, when you bust him out of that, you uh, you shoot him, and eventually you put his hands up. <laughs> Apparently he has time to get his hands wrapped up like a boxer. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the, this whole idea is great that you're actually walking up to Bowser and shooting him point fucking blank. And you fight ghosts. Apparently you can kill ghosts with bullets. Boo. So, <laughs> so, that, so that makes you wonder, like... If, does that mean, like, your bullets can actually kill souls? It reminds me a little bit of, uh, have you guys heard of that game called Super Mario Brothers Crossover? It was like a Flash game, Flash series of games that started on, like, Newgrounds, and, like, eventually they put on their own website. Mm. But it's essentially, like, um, Super Mario Brothers, the original Super Mario Brothers, but you can play as, like, any classic character, like Yeah, Link, Mega Man, Little Mega Mac. Man. Hmm. Uh, yeah, little Mac is in there. You've got uh, Simon Belmont, and or, or Samus. So you just go around like blasting him with Samus. Samus. Huh. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that's a great concept. It'd be nice if it got an official release. I know. <laughs> uh, it's not gonna happen though, for sure. Okay, so last up we uh, have T uh, two the arcade game. And uh, this is modeled after one of the arcade games, as you can imagine, for Terminator 2. And it is a shooter game where you have guys popping up all over the place, and you have to blast them out of the way. Bad guys, Terminators, don't shoot civilians, etc., etc. Are there civilians in this wasteland? There are. Yeah, it says right there, mm -hmm. in stage one, shoot everything you can, except for the humans. <laughs> Oh my god, LJN made a Super Scope game. Yeah. I played this game a lot in the arcade, the T2 game. It was in uh, our local arcade. Uh, yeah. I dropped a lot of quarters in it. So when it, uh, I rented it on the Super Nintendo, and uh, it, it was a big step down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I know I played the arcade version a lot, but yeah. never the home. One of the cool version. things about it that I remember is that we, uh, me and a friend played it on two-player because um, I used the Super Scope. But I also had Mario Paint, and you could a player two could use the mouse from Mario Paint to play. Mm. That's cool. Hmm. Let's say you can use controller here. That's really cool that you can use the mouse though. Yeah. So I'm guessing they just use the cursor to move it around. Yeah, just point and click uh, basically. Okay. Yeah, player one uses a controller while player two can use the super scope. Yeah, it's funny they don't mention the mouse there, but I distinctly remember us playing that way. That's cool. <laughs> And they have a little blurb done here for Lamborghini American Challenge. <laughs> this is a really, a really interesting part of the game. Right. So if you're racing the car as player one, player two can use a super scope to just blast other cars out of your way. Which is <laughs> awesome and hilarious. That, I would love to try that. <laughs> that doesn't even seem like it was an official feature. It seemed like the developers just like crammed that in. <laughs> like, screw it. They have a super scope they can shoot the other players. That's, yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That sounds like I need to drink and do that. Except I don't have a super scope, so... Mm. 
Well, it's just... <laughs> so IRL, IRL Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right, Ben. You get the you get the rocket launcher, and uh, I'll drive, good. and uh, we'll take <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> Is this gonna be like that guy that played Doom on it with his car? <laughs> on like on the on the like Tesla screen or something? He like modded. No, he I forget what car. <laughs> I can't. I pl- forget what car he had, but he modded his uh, his um, car. So that when he turned left or right or went forward, it mimicked the same actions in Doom. <laughs> he had oh, a screen wow. horn on his shooting. console. Wow. I don't, yeah. I can't see that ending badly, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do we have in classified information? Anything good? Back to Yoshi Safari. Mm-hmm. We got the hard we got the hard mode. Yeah, you do. That's where <laughs> Mario really rides him. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you get to, that's where the camera drops down instead of seeing Yoshi's head you start seeing his saddle so you know where Mario really is <laughs> Yoshi's head like cocks back and you put a gimp ball in his mouth like to start the game <laughs> that would put definitely, the bit in finally that would definitely explain the look on Yoshi's Yoshi's face uh, back in the uh, previous article <clears throat> do you see like the where he's looking backwards and his eyes are all crossed? <laughs> yeah, right. He's <laughs> <laughs> just seeing stars. Mario got the gimp ball out. <laughs> uh, Yoshi got his release. He bought. He topped from the bottom. And then we have nice. Red Wings, the game where you wait for that time <laughs> oh of the month. God, no. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Finally, I'm saying no. And then uh, right. Mortal Kombat, there's something called a strange finish. Is that where you like uh, you sit in your hand until it gets numb? No, it's where you, uh, hook, you hook that's jumper the cables stranger up to your... finish. <laughs> yeah, you, oh, okay. the strange finish is where, you, is where you hook jumper cables up to your nipples and try to rub one out. <laughs> the stranger, the stranger like, finishes. <laughs> the strange oh. finish is you're watching daytime TV and try to try to jerk it to it. <laughs> oh, like like rub one out to Come Honey on, Boo Boo's mom. Family honey, Feud. <laughs> honey Boo Boo's mom. Oh, <laughs> challenge, oh, no. challenge mode. Nope. No. Challenge <laughs> mode. That's hard mode the, right there. The, str- <laughs> the stranger finishes when you try to rub one out to Renona Ryder freaking out. <laughs> what? 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 That stranger things. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> Did anybody? Uh, <laughs> You're just humming that do 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 do. Sheldon's talking. Sheldon's talking. Did anyone? Did anyone have Mortal Kombat on the uh, Super NES to try this? I think I rented it, but I never. Yeah, yeah. I owned it. I, I gave this a try. It actually worked. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So what is the strange fish actually like? What in well, the game? Well, you know how um, Mortal Kombat on the Super NES was uh, was really watered down compared to the original game, right? They took like it all was the blood, green, green so, blood or whatever. Yeah. Well, uh, Sub Zero sweat. It was just sweat. Yeah. They, uh, okay. It's Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> so they changed Sub Sub Zero's finishing move from doing the uh, ripping out the spine, which it was in the arcade, to uh, you would actually freeze a person and then hit them and shatter them. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. So when you did it this way, when you uh, went through this strange finish <laughs> that you call it, <laughs> you did the finishing move. But when you'd shatter the person, they wouldn't actually like shatter the ice; would just break off of them. So the person would just remain standing there. Hmm. So it actually made Weird. the lamer finishing move even lamer. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> All right. What else do we have? A stage select for Kendo Rage. 
Superteric and sound test. Blah. You can get a free bow in Link's Awakening. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's Bomb arrows. Good. Bomb arrows. <laughs> my favorite game, Grab the Guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, for Dragon Warrior, Dragon Warrior 3, we learned how to uh, start the game with eight combat spells. Mm, boy. So it says uh, you create characters until you're told to erase one. When you leave, you will lose all your gold, but your character will gain eight combat spells. Yay. Right. All right. And on to Star Fox. <laughs> Bomb arrows from Zelda. That is just great. So you become <laughs> Rambo like, from the... <laughs> mm -hmm. That is a good yeah. trick. I remember using that. It's great. All right. Star Fox, the comic. Act 11. Hello, goodbye. Uh, so, Sheldon, you're going to be playing uh, Andros, the uh, ape here. Ooh. All right. Well, is it going to be both Androsses? Uh, he's a clone of himself, so I would think yes. He should sound the same, yes. Just yes. make the voice a little different somehow. <laughs> I'm going to make one Marvin the Martian. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not going to do Fox that. Fox McCloud, you have just you do not stand a chance against my Q34 space modulator. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, uh, Act okay, 11. Everyone knows their roles. Okay. So, we start off with... Andros looking over a panel, and uh, like this is like a massive two-page spread, so the mm. narrative's a little fucked up. We get to see uh, little kids and Vix, uh, Farah uh, taking cover from the assault that we described last time. Fox is in the cockpit of like the one of the few remaining R wings, ready to take off. While Andros sees Farah in Fox's mother's dress. Which, you know, everybody has the hots for Fox's mom, including Fox. And even including Andros. So he looks at the panel, and he doesn't, uh, doesn't know who Farrah is, so he says, Vixie, can it really be you? <laughs> what are you going on about? What, don't you remember her? <laughs> she was the most beautiful creature in the Lilat system. Why should I care? Why do they disagree? Something went wrong in the transformation. Physically, they're identical, but their minds are different. She's in... And so... Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, I was just, uh, uh, just narrating a bit. So... <laughs> well, I'm trying to, but I'm, I have to scan. I have to flip between these two mm, panels. It's tough. Yeah, so they're uh, looking at the panels. Okay, go on. She's in danger. What are you doing? Are you insane? As Andros grabs the controls and I says, hope that's a control. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same no, color as him. To, yeah. He just decided to take a quick jerk break. Mm -hmm. Attention all ships, return to base. Repeat, return to base. So everyone's confused. Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Ian Fox is just like, they stopped their air attack. I don't understand. When Peppy says, be careful, Fox. I smell a trap. Trap or not, we've got to take this chance. Follow me into the core base. I've never seen a core base I couldn't toast. Well, then let's get cooking. Do it, team. Aye, aye, Fox. So who's the girl? John. All right. <laughs> What's happening? All communications have gone quiet. <laughs> <laughs> And Andros says, Vixie, can you hear me? Have you really returned? Who's Vixie? 
He must thank Fox's mother, Farah. Farah, sorry. <clears throat> you do look like that photo Fox showed us. Vixie, don't you remember me? It's Andros. Well, actually, I'm a clone of Andros. But I don't think you should. that should stand between us, since you also died once. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I have something to say. Forgive me. Please, it was an accident. I would never hurt you. Shut up, number one. Quit blubbering. <laughs> I love you, Vixie. I would have done anything to save you. You see, Fox Sr. never loved you like I did. He was just in the way. I tried to fix that with his car. You weren't supposed to get in the car. Andros killed my mother? I'll never rest until he's utterly destroyed. Destroyed utterly is how they wrote it, though. <laughs> yeah, well, I was I was distracted by the fact that Fox McCloud turned into Electro from Spider-Man. <laughs> Forgive me. He's green with lightning shooting out of him. He's just really fucking weird. He's doing the Blanka move. He turned green, he's shooting <laughs> electricity. <laughs> Blanka McCloud. All right. Forgive me, Vixie. I was young, in love, and had a spare bomb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Come on, kids. We've all been there once. We were all kids. Stop this. You're making me sick. You are, without a doubt, the most pathetic excuse for a clone evil mastermind I've ever seen. Wait. Half of Andros's DNA is mine. I'm half of what he was. Tough. I don't need a wimpy half Andros like... I need a wimpy half Andros like I need a kick in the head. No more <laughs> Mr. Nice Ape. And he shoots him with a fucking flame ring zapper, which just, like, disintegrates him. Pew! Hmm. Is that suicide? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> hmm, that felt great. Uh-oh, that's not Your good. Your Highness says... <laughs> so this guy hasn't got the update. <laughs> Fox approaches the energy core in the base. Then stop him, you blithering lizard. Fox in the core could cause... could present problems. I like that Marvin the Martian Andros is the one that won out. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is green. So, a turkey shoot. And then Hare responds. Well, I thought it was, uh, no, I thought it was Falco who oh, would it say is it. Falco. Oh, Maybe it is. Watch it, Pepster. I have a cousin who's a turkey. Oh, that's right. It wasn't an accident. Andros was after my father. Andros sabotaged his ship. That's why it was lost in the black hole. Payback time is overdue. Watch the stabilizers. Target the core. Steady. Line it up. Almost there. Falco! I need to do this one myself. Oh, the panel art on that one's crazy. It's insane. Mm. This is taken straight <laughs> out of Return crazy. of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so they do so by just blasting the fuck out of the core, and then they start uh, taking off. No, wait. Yeah, no, I, does it go to the next page, split. and like the bottom is the final yeah, panel, go to the, I think? Yeah, go to the yeah, right so, here. But sh there's all these like, uh, sound effects of Fox speeding ahead and just blasting the it's crap like an out old of the Adam, core. It's like an Adam West. Yeah, there's uh, turrets, and he's taking <laughs> apart the shields piece by piece with kapows, blams, kazams, Ow. Yeah, it's a real it's a real Adam West fest. Blart! <laughs> Fox? He's boiling over. I've never seen him so twisted. I'm glad I'm not Andros. Take this. His the eyes whole are all base white. just lights up. 
And, uh, <laughs> right on! Right on, yeah. Yeah, and he just blasts the ever-loving fuck out of the core with a massive, uh, come on, two-page <laughs> And then uh, pieces of, like, shredded metal start flying out, or, like, some weird helicopter UFO disc, <laughs> followed by Herbert, the amazing Gundam pig. So Farrah responds, The dancing insector and Herbert are escaping! Yes, Fox, come after me. You're as foolish as your father. Andros, you won't get away with this. Nothing will stop Fox now. Let's take care of the rest of these lizards. Yahoo! We get to see dozens of lizard lives being casually lost with a massive purple, orange, and yeah, yellow like a, fire, fireworks like display. 1970s, like, Art homage kind of strange. It's just very strangely illustrated, so it's worth checking out if you want to download. Um, just very interestingly done. So, if Andy Warhol did a comic, <laughs> right? Like this. So uh, yeah, the space battle continues. They're taking all the lizards out, and yep. uh, Andros uh, is looking over the. He, he ejects from the base. Looks like I think. Yeah. And he says, "The miserable whelp trashed my sector." Number one must have really steamed him up. It looks like I'll have to hide out in the black hole. <laughs> it's my move. <laughs> Follow me, Herbert. <laughs> Fox is turning back. I hardly believe it. You really trashed those stinking lizards, Mr. McCloud, sir. Fox, I can't believe you let Andros get away. Oh, he didn't get away. That pod won't go far in the black hole, and that's exactly where my father will find him. I think he deserves the final shot after all these years. Andros will be sorry he was ever cloned. I think we've seen the last of that ape. Let's finish the parade! No interruptions! Long live the Star Fox team! Long live the Star Fox team! We get to see a beautiful congregation of wow that's a very heroes that's a very quick ending Sandy. like that's like a, like yeah. oh crap we don't have more issues so we have to end this <laughs> in like two panels <laughs> yeah, we don't even get to see the father's revenge yeah right? uh, uh well yeah and uh yeah we get to see the planet with the words the end with story and artwork by benji maro ito in total disney font and mm -hmm. trump's hairdo is floating in space <laughs> it's the best art I've ever seen <laughs> I'm a huge comet Huge Big Well, I mean, Slippy does have a uh, Make America Great Again hat <laughs> Make the swamp great again <laughs> Drain the swamp But Slippy likes the swamp <laughs> I live in the swamp Drain it no, Not anymore Build a wall not All anymore, right. Snowflake. Get lost. What do we have so in, the play, in, the power, in the Power Players Challenge? Oh, we have the Super Black Bass. Super Black Bass. Biggest bass caught. Oh, yeah. John Dorton at 24 pounds, 11 ounces. Holy Oh, it's not Willem Dafoe? Alright. Oh, my <laughs> God. Look at Super Star Wars. The first place is just... Miles beyond the second one. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy! Oh my, well God. over a million uh, points, and the second person has three hundred thousand. Jeffrey <laughs> Kelly is playing with Aspergers. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Final Fantasy Mystic Quest: The Fastest Time to Doom Castle. 
from uh, it looks like to be two hours and fifty four minutes. That's probably the, the most like fucked up hours. joke I've made the entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, okay. Bart's nightmare. <clears throat> the best grades was uh, James Sick James Sakai from Richmond, California. Yay! All right, Tom and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> The sound oh, of John Antics. <laughs> Frantic Antics. It's a platformer from who made this here? Someone. High tech expressions. Mm. So. Oh boy, it's from Turner Entertainment, basically. It is and a uh, is- platformer game where you play as Tom, and there are ten different levels. Uh, no, it looks like you. Adventure. It looks like you control Tom and Jerry. Why don't we just talk all at the same with- time? It's a lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> So I actually uh, took the time to play this game, and this does not actually have a port for NES or Super NES, but actually has a port. Uh, I think the original game was for the Genesis. Oh. So I actually took the time to play both games. Both of them are average to below average uh, platformers. Uh, This particular game suffers because uh, when you move forward, the screen kind of uh, it makes it look like okay you're moving ahead on the screen but what it ends up meaning meaning is one third of the screen is in front of Tom and two thirds is behind him so yeah you can't see where you're going and there's immediately in the first level there's all these like holes in the ground you have to jump over using a skateboard or a scooter of some kind and uh, good luck uh, timing it uh, if you, when you don't know where there's holes so, you gotta time those holes up. Time the holes. <laughs> Got two so. holes. <laughs> Graphics sounds are okay. <laughs> like, all right. It's yeah. Not, I mean, there's not a whole lot to talk about. It's Tom and Jerry uh, platformer. You know. Was there was there like any antics or any like any Tom and Jerry antics going on, or was it just it's like let's let's cram a platformer into like the characters of Tom and Jerry. Yeah, I mean, it's a platformer with just a skin of a licensed product, basically. Mm-hmm. All right. So the antics is, well, let's get away get to, away from the dog to the house, and then... So, Ben votes the pass is this. what I'm reading out of all this. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. For sure. Yeah. All and right. Both, apparently, you're teamed up on the same mission, so you don't get to fight each other, so all the antics are out the window. So, you have, Mega... You have to stop a runaway and stop some house from being demolished, it's... Mega Man 4, we have on the cover Mega Man versus Trump Man, who blows hot air. <laughs> and it looks like his hair, too. Yeah, it's got. It's, it's it's, perfect. Uh, what is, what's the actual boss? Uh, Napalm Man? Napalm Man. Yeah, yeah. like a, has a jet engine on, on top of his head that, like. He's got sh- anal beads for on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Well, so do I, so I can't fault that. But. <laughs> gotta keep him somewhere. All right. Um, anybody play Mega Man 4 on the Game Boy? Like, I've never played the Mega Mans on Game Boy. Me neither. Anybody else? I played a little bit of it. I mean... Well, look at all this prep. Yeah, I know. You may as well just play the Nintendo versions, though. It's just a, it's the same level designs, um, same bosses as the Nintendo games. Okay. Um, but... The Game Boy ones, they're numbered differently, and they have a different bosses in each one, so mm. it's not its not a one-for-one, one, it's not comprehensive, and of course, you don't get as good of music, you don't get all the colors. It does uh, look the, like it's a pretty faithful port, though, in the sense of, like, the graphics absolutely. are pretty mm-hmm. good for a first-generation Game Boy game. Mm-hmm. It pretty looks like... Graphic, it pre- I mean, 
It pretty much looks like the NES game, except, you know, without color. Right. Yeah. It's a faithful recre- recreation of the games for uh, NES on Game Boy. It's just a smaller screen, so you don't have as much on screen to look at. I mean, you can see right here, they have a screenshot of Bright Man on page 73. I mean, the characters take up a much larger um, portion of the screen size than you would see on an NES, for instance. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, I mean, great games, nothing against them. It's just if you're going to play them, play the Nintendo versions, you know? Yeah, especially since you can run emulators on basically any portable thing you want. Although I don't remember this guy over here, and we may be covering him. Charge Man. No, I remember train. him. Um, <laughs> Belade? Bel- <laughs> Belade Stage? They finally have a guy that's not um, uh, named something Man. Ballade? Oh, like Ballad. Oh, so it must be one of Wiley's uh, robot bosses. Because they're all named like after like rock, roll, uh, jazz. <sighs> mm-hmm. I can't wait to fight reggae. <laughs> Drummer! Okay. Kurt, you, you take Kurt, Kurt Cobain was shot down with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Kurt Cobain, man. I love the... <laughs> he, 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 he used heroin. You, he, he used heroin. It's super effective. <laughs> he just keeps telling you to rape him. <laughs> rape me. I love the uh, Wiley bot um, before we move on on the bottom of page 75. Yeah. <laughs> it just has a, it has its own giant mustache and big schnoz. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mega Man fighting a massive fist. Yeah. <sighs> Sounds like and my Friday Dr. night. <clears throat> Dr. Wiley's fate got his submarine now. He's tired of those mountainous caverns getting blown up and his castles. Mm-hmm. And what do we have? Mega, Mega Man 6 on the NES? Mm-hmm. New, the new final, Mega Man game, right? The final Mega Man game for the NES. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is it. The last one, the real deal. So Mega Man's got additional rush power, like some jets on his back or something? Uh, jets on his shoulders or something, shoulders? so he can, like, ram the, uh, so he can, like, rocket punch through barriers. And then rush jet, which basically lets him fly for a bit. Hmm. I never played this one. It's got uh, so Flame Man is like here. Jihad Man. He's got a turban. That <laughs> <laughs> was a bad he's forte. Got, he's, got, he's got like a goatee too, which is weird. Well, come on. There is no everything's power taste here. We got Yamato Man, which is Asian. We got like Tomahawk Man. Oh, like, <laughs> like Blizzard Man. Blizzard, Blizzard Man is man. is the Sunny Bono boss. <laughs> you have to hit him with a no, tree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have to use tree man on him. No, that's why you use plant man to grow a tree in oh, front of him man. and let yeah. him plow into it when he charges you. Blizzard man looks so sad. It's just like a fat guy, basically skiing. with a toque. Yeah. It's a fat guy and with no a toque. neck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were running out of ideas by this point. <laughs> plant man just has a has a flowers around his head. Yeah. Tomahawk man, that's offensive. Yeah, it just that's like blatant Indian stereotype man. War cry. Yep. We also have Yamamoto. Yamato? Yamama? Yeah, Yamato man, which Tomato is man? like hey. <laughs> <laughs> Nightman. That's man. actually a pretty good design. It is a good design. Nightman. Master <laughs> of the Nightman. 
Master of the day, man. <laughs> Defender of friendship and justice for everyone. I need to go watch that episode again now. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> Centaur Man. Uh, that's the one that Christopher Reeves is, for, is afraid of. And then, <laughs> and then after you go visit Taco right. Bell, Windman. What? So, all right, all right, hold on, hold on. I have a new discussion for us. Centaur Man. So if you had to get with a centaur, would you rather the horse piece be the top half or the bottom half? <laughs> so you have horse legs. Like, where does the cutoff happen? Like, Waist. Like, like, like a centaur? Stomach. Okay, so... It's just below the chest, the, at the belly button area. You're with a man or a woman? <laughs> does it really matter to you? Do Are I have female to centaurs? suck a horse penis is what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> are there female centaurs? Well, that's yeah, thing, let's, right? just, let's just say yeah. that there are for argument's sake. Okay. Because so I don't think any of us want to blow a horse. I mean, maybe. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, if you learn how to unhinge your jaw, maybe. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to think about it, and uh, not about that, but think about the <laughs> poor life choices I've made that have led to this point. All right. So, would you want a girl with a head and chest down to the belly button, but a uh, horse, like, body and ass and legs, mm -hmm. or would you want human legs and vagina... But horse, like upper torso head. and neck yes. and head. Yes. <sighs> I think you'd have to go. I, I I'm going traditional centaur, even though like I like the reverse mermaid. Because, <laughs> Interesting. Because, I'm going with the horse head. Okay. Elaborate. Just well, just think about it. I mean, you could pull on the mane where you go from behind, and you can <laughs> really ride it. You know. Good. <laughs> Yeah, but horses but you are could freaky, pet it. and they have people teeth. You could pet it, and you could feed like, apples and carrots and shit. <laughs> Give her an apple. Well, it, it'd be just like dating uh, Julia Roberts anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> Penelope Cruz. Sarah just be Jessica like Sarah Parker, Jessica yeah. Parker. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, I'm not Sea Biscuit. I'm Penelope Cruz. <laughs> what about that she-donkey witch... Thing behind you. Oh, sorry, that's Jennifer Jessica Parker. <laughs> you ever seen that South Park clip? Yeah. They're interviewing Matthew, Matthew Broderick. What, what about that she devil donkey witch behind you? Oh, that's my wife. Oh, and then, of course, the the besides Napalm Man, the actual Trump boss is Blowhard Windman. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. No other takers on the centaur discussion, Mike? No, I would go with the uh, lady top horse bottom because, you know, you got boobs to play with and plus you get like a, a very boobs. awesome right to work. So <laughs> uh, not bad. So she, she, she's also great when you're not in the sack. Mm. Although basically like, well, you can't really say in the sack anymore. You'd have to say like in the stable. Yeah, because she would probably destroy a bed. Those shits would be like <laughs> a thing. really annoying to deal <laughs> That's with. That's the thing. You'd have to deal with the hooves. You know? <laughs> the hooves, the Jerry! The hooves! And, like, flies are on the ass and stuff. Yeah, and didn't, didn't anyone ever tell you you're not supposed to, like, walk up behind a horse? So you're going to get kicked. You are going to get kicked. <laughs> All right. So, Sheldon, well, the, boobs are in the, the boobs are in the front, so I think I'd be, like, more focused on that. But mm -hmm. So, Sheldon, did you, did you decide a pick, or are you, are you abstaining? <laughs> 
if it has to be one or the other, I guess I'm going to have to go with the classic centaur. The human, top half, horse bottom. Oh, Ben's the odd man uh, out. I'm the weird one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's fair. That, well, imagine, I mean, there's four I'm, of I'm us right now, version, and you're the I'm weird putting, one. I'm putting the the fish head in the in the bathtub so that I can screw it from behind. So that has to be... <laughs> <laughs> He's got both his bases covered. He's got his basses covered. <laughs> All right, so yeah, Windman is the last boss, and then Mr. X. So the giveaway, the the uh, the ending again. Mm. The going against Mr. X, who we think is the new bad guy, and nope, it's nope. just Wily again. And they give it away uh-huh. again, and it's every power. time they pull the same switcheroo on me. <laughs> well, you yeah. you see, I'm looking at like some like the Flame Man stage, and they're just showing how to fight Flame uh, Flame Man. And he's just basically the same fucking guy from Mega Man 2. It's even showing his attacks are the same, where he'll fire, like, four shots that shoot, like, rising pillars of fire, and then, like, become a fire... and then, like, shoot a fireball uh. across the screen. So there's, like, no creativity left. This is why it was the last one, because they just... They knew they were fu- fucking done. So the, it is cool here on page 83, they have the credits from the game, where the mm-hmm. readers are... That submitted the designs are being credited by Konami, whoever due to this Capcom. Capcom? Sorry, how dare you? <laughs> I'm not and, a big uh, Mega Plant- Man guy. I don't know. <gasps> Plant- I'm not. Plant Man is what? Yeah, Plant Man is Woodman here. Instead of the leaf shield, he's got like a seed shield. Hmm. So this is like they have absolutely run right. out of creativity. We, All right. Yes, and we've then mo- they have moved past that. We're on page 83 now. <laughs> They have a preview for Mega Man X coming as well, so that's uh, saying next month they're going to have the coverage yep. for the Super Nintendo installment of the game that I never played very much. The of. much, the far, far better Mega Man game. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mike, we that's got probably the best up. Mega Man game until the one they did a few years ago. They, didn't they do a retro version like a couple years back? They did. Yeah, yeah no, they've they done. Ten. Yeah, a whole bunch it, of them now. It was mm. bad. Really? Mega Man Seven was for the uh, what? The PlayStation, PlayStation or the CD? I heard there's one recent one that's really good, right? Or am I wrong? Uh, Mega Man 9 or 10 oh, came okay. out as uh, uh, Xbox Live. Yeah, oh. I had it. It's not bad. Okay. I mean, it's like the classic ones. It's, they're, they're all pretty good. Uh, okay, Counselor's Corner. We've got Jeff Lind here telling us about uh, Evo, the search for Eden. Uh, how do I defeat the Mother Yeti, and how do I get through the Bird King fort? Jeff Lind looks like... The neighbor on every '90s sitcom, like, <laughs> like the wacky neighbor. <laughs> yeah, he like he's not the star of the show, but he's the one that shows up like with a sight gag like halfway through the episode, or some know. surprisingly good advice on how to raise your kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, he looks like a PE coach in a sitcom to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not a bad. Yeah, I like that. And then oh. next up we have the Dungeon Master telling oh us about the Dungeon Master. Oliver, Oliver Russell, Russell has to be the king of all other counselors. Like, if he did not rule <laughs> over he's all... King Rad- he's King Radical. This guy's like, salt and pepper hair with a long, glorious mullet coming out the back. And his distinguished mustache and, uh, like, goatee combo. Like, if he wasn't doing rails of coke off strippers every weekend, I'm just disappointed. In, in, like, <laughs> what, he, I think this guy thinks he's a wizard. To me, he looks I'm like somebody. I'm pretty sure he is. He's a sex wizard. <laughs> he looks like he should be sitting. To me, he looks like he should be sitting in a study, like wearing a smoking jacket and holding a pipe and a glass of brandy. Exactly. And a game controller in the yeah. other hand. Mm-hmm. 
Professor uh, Oliver Russell teaching history. I need history. to know his story. I need to know more about this person. I'm like enraptured by him. <laughs> like, all right, you Google him. We'll move on. Uh, see if you can find this guy. And then we have uh, John Ellsbury telling us about uh, the Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. And I, uh, I had no yeah. idea Kevin James uh, was a uh, <laughs> Nintendo counselor back in the day. Oh, oh not awesome. bad. Not bad. That's good. King of geeks. Paul Blart, game counselor. <laughs> it's Paul just Blart like game cop. The whole trailer is just him getting like hit in the balls by with telephones and stuff like that. Yeah. Every every one of those like trailers that he's in is like so predictable. <laughs> I'm like, all right, where's the record scratch? But then, you know. And then oh. we have uh, <laughs> Kevin James was blah blah until one day blah blah. Rap, this summer, Rob Schneider is a carrot. <laughs> do derp do derp. <laughs> Rob Schneider is derp derp, but then one day derp derp derp. <laughs> Rob Schneider is a carrot. Yeah. <laughs> and then for uh, Battletoads of Double Dragon, we've got Chris <laughs> Rush here. Basically, if Edgar Allan Poe was born today, <laughs> this is what he would look like. It looks like a kid dressing up as an adult. <laughs> like they put on a fake mustache and showed up for the job. He looks like a, oh my god, like a like a living version of Mr. Frond from Bob's Burgers. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best description. <laughs> John, did you find anything about our wizard? No, I got distracted and sent you a picture instead. <laughs> oh, is it more buttholes? Oh, wonderful. Lovely. Uh, All right, let's get into the uh, exciting Captain. feature about Raya Systems to the Rescue. Uh. It's telling us about two <laughs> different medically focused games. The first being Captain Novelin. Edutainment at its best. So this is a game that uh, was made to teach kids about uh, who had diabetes or to prevent diabetes um, about uh, staying away from bad foods. So I actually did play this ROM a little bit. <laughs> My experience, I mean, we can talk about the article is telling you about the benefits of it and what, you know, Captain Novelin does. It's, it's, it's the game basically is sort of like slides of um, doctors telling you what you should or shouldn't do about your diabetes, and then you, and then it finally gets into Captain Novel, and it looks like a platformer, and all it is is like he's walking along uh, on his own pace, and you have to jump out of the way of like junk food, and it is impossible to jump out of the way of most of the junk food because there's like. A giant uh, tire bouncing in the street, which is apparently some, uh, you know, blood clot or, you know, something really bad for you. It's impossible to jump out of the way. So you end up losing each time and, it, you know, you have to collect a certain number of healthy food items. And uh, when you when you have too much bad food, it's like, remember to take your insulin shot. And there's a little mini game where you have to, like, press the button at the right time to get the certain the amount of uh, insulin correct. And then you keep playing as Captain Novelin. That's like the entire game. This this whole game is. I remember watching something about this like 
just the idea of like we wanted to make a, a game specific to like educating mm-hmm. kids about di- like diabetes, like kids that had to use insulin, like help them understand it in a way that I don't know, just very like the heart's in the right place. Unfortunately, just the market just was never like because I mean, what percentage of, of kids have diabetes? Like five mm-hmm. to ten percent. It just it like the 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 math of it just doesn't work but the idea of it is very is very well like thought out like today it would probably work a lot better cuz you could like get it out to the groups of kids that like specifically need this mm-hmm. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, as a as an app yeah. yeah everybody has a phone right so yeah so this is uh for the super NES and then I didn't play the next one but I love the title Rex Ronan, experimental surgeon. <laughs> uh, I saw this uh, talking, uh, this the little review by a guy who played the game, and he goes, one thing I didn't know about diabetes is that if you eat the same food twice, you'll die. <laughs> wow. So this game really taught me about diabetes, and that uh, milk is the only thing you can have twice. And that, and that junk food is just aliens. It's just aliens. <laughs> So, Rex Ronan, experimental surgeon. Mike, did you read up any on this? Uh, well, I did read that it was uh, it received support from the U.S. Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, and it was part of a number of series from Maria that included Captain Novalin, Packy and Marlin, and Bronchi the Bronchosaurus. Bronchiosaurus. So, I guess it's about bronchitis. Fun fact. Uh, X Ronan, the experimental surgeon, is where the plot for the movie Human Centipede came out of. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, onward. So storyline <laughs> says uh, Rex, a brilliant surgeon, uh, is she shrunk down to uh, microscopic size so he can journey into the body of tobacco salesman Jeff Jake Westboro and reverse the damage caused by years of smoking. Side-scrolling action and. and uh, Behind the controls flying stages, Rex uses his cleaning laser to remove the plaque tar flammant cancerous cells from Jake's and Battle's body. So, so this is Fantastic <laughs> Voyage the game. Yeah, I love the you can take a look at the bottom of page ninety. They've got some screenshots in the game. So uh, this got a, a picture of the patient on a table just sort of laid out and it says Jake started smoking when he was fifteen, but now he's dying from smoking the cigarettes he once sold. The next screenshot, you have Rex Ronan inside his mouth, standing on a tooth, saying, Entering mouth! And there's sort of a green glob, I guess you have to blast or something. Yeah, you have to blast plaque from him, because Mm -hmm. uh, smoking stains your teeth. And then uh, you can see some uh, sketch art of how the little spaceship was placed into this guy's mouth. And then I love the final screenshot here. It's sort of like a, almost like a crappy 3D rendering of the guy's, like, mouth. And it says... Blackburn Tobacco Company is afraid that if Jake lives, he will tell the world how dangerous smoking is. They will do anything to stop Dr. Ronan. Time is running out. Dr. Ronan must hurry. (laughs) Deadly Deadly microbots from Blackburn Tobacco Company have entered Jake's body. Use caution. They couldn't just walk into the surgery room and shoot him in the head or smother him with a pillow and kill Mm. Rex Ronan with him. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So you save you, you end up at the end the game ends by you save Jake's life and then he goes on to start the Westboro Baptist Church. 
Mm. He, he's decided to uh, he's decided to convert, fight, uh, turn against his evil, wicked ways, and he's joined the church. Unfortunately, it's the Westboro Baptist. <laughs> so let's talk about the other project they have in the works. They have Bronchi the Bronchus Bronchiosaurus teach kids self-management skills for dealing with asthma and the AIDS Avenger which sends <laughs> players on a mission to correct misconceptions about HIV and AIDS <laughs> what <clears throat> oh my gosh the splat the safety cat uh, <laughs> <laughs> with stars kids, it may be fun to push your kid out it may be fun to push your cat out the window but they don't always land on their feet <laughs> It stars cool, clever Splat who navigates a world full of obstacles and hazards that children face daily. Oh, weird. That's so weird. Cat, cat, cats will always land on their feet, but if you drop them from a high enough distance, it won't matter. <laughs> they'll land on their feet and then they'll continue to fall because inertia matters. Oh, man. So, it's, I mean, it's a nice thing that they're trying to do, but it is... Amusing the uh, you know the way yeah. it came out. Oh, Packy and Marlin, do you know what they were? Uh, ner- do you know what they were teaching us about them? Oh, what's diabetes? Packy and Marlin, this game was teaching us about mm. diabetes. Yes. Uh, mm. Apparently, because <laughs> Captain Novelin wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. So it says here, a gang of rats has invaded Camp Wacky and stolen the food and medical supplies, hiding them in different areas. Packy and Marlin, two diabetic elephants, are tasked with <laughs> retrieving the stolen goods and clearing out the malicious rodents who, while also remembering to take their insulin and check their blood glucose. They, Jeez. at the end of the game, they face the evil bosses Veets and Yeber of the lunchroom crew. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds like some PSA rap group from the, yeah. from speaking, the mid-90s. Speaking of elephants, you know what they use as a dildo? Anything. An epileptic. Uh, 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 oh my god. Okay. Uh, Next is the, oh, there was a legacy. Oh, there's more article. to talk about. Yay. <laughs> no, there was a legacy. It, it was apparently important. This game is important in the history of therapeutic gaming, a concept that originated in the mid-90s, such as the asthma-focused Bronchi the Bronchosaurus, a six-month study undertaken in 1997 on behalf of Click Health by researchers at Stanford's Medical Center on 59 diabetic children from age 16, found that after playing the game, the children were four times less likely to require urgent care visits than children who played other games. A three-month study found that for kids with diabetes, the, ga- the game re- decreased their diabetes-related emergency room and urgent care visits by 77%. I'm pretty sure so that article these just games gave worked. Me, I'm pretty worked. sure that article just gave me diabetes. Let's go on. <laughs> yeah. Tetris right. 2. Bronchi- Tetris 2. Oh, we to learn about Bronchi the Bronchiosaurus? No, we're not. I'm talking about surprise you. We're moving. <laughs> no. Go. Okay. Tetris 2. So they have a, illust- a series of illustrations where there's a professor, Dr. Isimov, tells about uh, the advanced Tetris, and uh, now you know our option is time to start learning some strategy. So I don't. What is different about? Uh, it says three great ways to play. One player. There's chain player, reactions. So there's like bombs in this version where if you like connect them, they'll like explode an area. So okay. So the color they have colors now on the uh, the colored see mm-hmm. they have colors on the on the on the blocks that matter now so you can mm-hmm. also connect the colors together. Yep. Yeah. So it's Doctor Mario. It's Doctor mm-hmm. Mario slash uh, Tetris. Yep. It's basically. So there you go. 
So if you were like me and told and sent a letter to Nintendo telling them you should mix these two games together, and they did it, well, congratulations, <laughs> this is your wet dream. John, tell us about our Players Poll Contest. You get a dinosaur! Woo! <laughs> Sweet. Your, your dog will love you forever as you come home with a skeleton from... Montana. I don't know. What's going on here? Okay, so you go on a real dinosaur dig with Dr. Jack. Jack Horner, uh, technical consultant for Jurassic Park. If I went somewhere with Jack Horner and involved bones, like, I'm pretty sure I'm not walking right for a week. So, alright. Uh, let see. Meet the real. Go on a dig with Horner on his research site in Bozeman, Montana. Now it's just a hipster... Uh, you know, indie bar kind of joint, from what I understand, but apparently they had dinosaurs back then. Get a VIP tour of the Museum of the Rockies and its laboratories. Oh my god, sounds so boring. Go on a llama trek through Yellowstone. Oh my god. So, and Dr. Dr. Horner is uh, one of the world's best-known paleontologists. He discovered the Myasaura, proving that dinosaurs cared for their young. He's the second most famous after Ross on Friends. <laughs> All right. Uh, second, pro- actually, a llama tour through Yellowstone. I wouldn't want to do a llama tour, but Yellowstone's kind of cool. I mean. Yeah. All right. And you uh, get the video game as a second uh, second prize, right? <laughs> right. John doesn't John doesn't approve of anything that spits. He only goes. For, he only rides things that swallow. Yeah, that's true. All right. Uh, Let's see, uh, you get the game as well as a prehistoric power package from the Museum of the Rockies, a casting of a T-Rex tooth and a trog- tr- troglodon? Troodon. Egg? I don't know. The- Troodon. Yeah. I remember that episode of uh, Chappelle show where he's talking about being like doing the most baller shit ever and he's like making a <laughs> dinosaur egg omelet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's starting start to hatch. Oh look, yeah. the etching! He's like killing it. Uh, an official <laughs> museum patch and autographed copy of Dr. Horner's dinosaur book. All right, top twenty. Yeah, yeah. Mortal Kombat is taking the top spot. Mortal Kombat. And uh, Street Fighter Two Turbo, and then Super Mario All Stars. And Game. Legend of Zelda is out of the top three. It's number four. <laughs> All right, Ben, you want to tell us about Game Boy? Game Boy. Number one, we've got Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening at eight months. Number two, we have Super Mario Land 2, six golden coins at 15 months. And number three, for 39 months, hanging in there, the original Super Mario Land. And Sheldon, you want to take us through the NES? Sure. Uh, so number one, we've got The Legend of Zelda, which is... Pretty impressive, because you consider at this time, this game would have been, what, like eight years old? (laughs) (laughs) 63 months. Yeah, so... um, Super Mario Bros. 3 is in the number two spot. Number three is Kirby's Adventure. Uh, Number four, Jurassic Park. And number five, Tecmo Super Bowl. Nice. Nice. Okay, so let's get into the now playing... Uh, here's what they had to say about Disney's Aladdin. They said, Beautiful, beautiful graphics, excellent animation, and superior play control. However, not as challenging as you would expect from Capcom. It had musical graphics, huh? Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful graphics. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and let's see, Daffy Duck, the Marvin Missions. 
Uh, excellent graphics as well, uh, and sound with engaging play. However, Daffy has some awkward moves, like slipping a drink in the bar uh, and <laughs> bouncing backwards when he shoots. I, I bounce backwards when I shoot, too. Somebody, cause I'm, <laughs> I'm running for the Uber that's waiting outside. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta bounce. Yeah, later. How do I get in touch with you? You won't. Sheldon, you want to take NHL? <laughs> sure. So for NHL Stanley Cup, they said exceptional graphics and realism of play. All the options you want, including season, play, playoffs, instant replay, penalties, on and off, and battery, battery to save it all. What they didn't like, uh, the perspective isn't an easy isn't easy to master. The skating motion, although realistic, makes getting the puck tougher than in more basic video hockey games. Limited substitution of players. So yeah, they agree with Ben that the perspective is just a nightmare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike, you want to tell us about Battle Cars? Uh, it has intense high-speed action with some cool moves, multiple player options. However, the graphics of the cars could be clearer and the game goals aren't very clear. <laughs> Uh, Inspector Gadget. And apparently you go in another claw game here, so uh, a fun challenge game with some humor thrown in. However, controlling Gadget's items isn't always easy. Matthew Broder- and, and playing as Matthew Broderick <laughs> is difficult uh, with the Sarah <laughs> Jessica Parker attachment. And Gadget can take many hits. Of acid, so challenge can't be frustrating. <laughs> All right. Uh, <clears throat> Next up, they have the excellent Sunset Riders. In my what is opinion. that? What is that game? Do you it's do... an arcade game port. Oh, okay. You can oh, play up to I think four players um, with it. Anyways, this is the port for Super Nintendo, which I had and loved, by the way. So they say, lots of action with some frontier humor to boot. However, the animation is disappointing, and the game has very little depth. So I'd is say there boo like to a, them, sir? Boo! Is there like a Custer's Revenge mode where you work your way to the Indian princess? <laughs> I don't think so. No. Oh. And we wish we—I wish we could channel Brandon for our next game, uh, Skyblazer. Um, excellent play control and good moves. However, the story is nothing you haven't heard before, and the graphics are good, but not—but uninspired. Not challenging enough, although fun while it lasts. Uh, Mike, you want to tell us about Pink Panther Goes to Hollywood? Uh, Pink Goes to Hollywood. It has excellent music. Well, fuck, yeah. As long as, you just got to keep the theme song, but hopefully you got <laughs> some other ones, too, because right. that would get annoying on a loop. Excellent music and graphics, plus lots of hidden levels and items. Using, However, using Pink's magic items is often awkward. <laughs> Sheldon? <laughs> the screenshot. Honey, oh, yeah. I shrunk the pink. Is <laughs> that was shrinkage. Yes. Yeah, so, Throwing oh, a honey, stitch for daddy. <laughs> oh, All right. Nice. So, Sheldon, you want clay fighters? Sure. So for clay fighters, they said fun graphics and play, exceptional music and sound with full vocals in the intro song. Hmm. But in the negative, a fairly quick play against the computer. It's the most fun in the two-player mode. Hmm. So like most fighting games. Yeah. Huh. Oh, Mike. You're oh, good game. God. Uh, <laughs> oh, my, my God. It looks like, like somebody just took, like, some... This looks like, this looks like a fucking game-designing utility <laughs> where someone just, like, said, okay, I'm going to just take this grass icon, zip it around the screen, pepper it with some mountains, 
Load some sprites in there and your fuck the ha- rest. Your hatred for this game knows no bounds. It, it looks such awful. Joy. It gives me such joy. I actually, last night when I was looking through this uh, this issue, when I got when I turned a page and saw this, I actually made a note. <laughs> I made a little note pointing to it. I said, ask Mike about this game. <laughs> yes. Mike, right, tell Mike, us about what, this game. What do I have to say? Oh, well... <laughs> All the other games are like 16 bits or 8 bits. This is 4 megabits. Well, it's a port. So just, That's why. Uh, it says, lots of strategic gameplay and challenge. Super Nobunaga has a battery save feature and Super NES mouse compatibility, which is the best way to play it. However. And the, <laughs> however, the graphic menu icons are confusing. You know? Well, like I said, you took like a terrain... You took a terrain tool and just just like <laughs> slashed it across the screen. I will say adding mouse capability would improve that game though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. All right, I I really want to take this next one. It's yeah, called please. World Heroes mm-hmm. for $75, Ooh, which is ouch. at least 15 more than the average. Mm. And this is the entire description of the game. Another arcade <laughs> street fighter comes to the Super NES. Oh joy. Mm. <laughs> and they say sorry Sunsoft a little some, late <laughs> to yeah. the game they say good graphics some cool moves definitely one of the better Street Fighter titles however there's nothing new here but if you're a World Heroes fans that's probably good news <laughs> who would be what was World Heroes oh, exactly. how would you be a fan of that before this came out and then we have Total Carnage the Trump Presidency Uh, It's an action game uh, from Malibu, uh, the well-known publisher. Uh, Good graphics, fast, constant action for one or two players. However, the aiming control takes a while to get used to, and it's not very much different from Smash TV. Uh, I like that after the war of 1999, reporters swarmed into the war zone. It's a spiritual successor to Smash TV. All right, Mike. Talk to me about Lamborghini Challenge. Well, not much to say. You can use the Super NES mouse and Super Scope controllers. Good performance on the car. The fuck does that mean? Steering <laughs> with the mouse is awkward. The password is also awkward. Maybe <laughs> what? that'd be funny. If, that'd be funny if the password actually was also awkward. <laughs> <laughs> awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the password is one, two. Three, four, five. <laughs> All right, I really gotta, have that password. <laughs> I gotta take the next one. So, sure, from the sure. makers of GoGo 13, the, <laughs> the developer is Vic Tokai. GoGorians! Title called Time Slip. And uh, the description is basically the termations are invading Earth in five different periods of time, and Dr. Gilgamesh is the only human who could stop them. Termination! And they say fun, fast action, however, mediocre graphics, and not a lot of variety of play. And you can look at the screenshot, it looks like an NES game. It looks like a guy's trying to start a fire. Mike, what's going on with that to lunch? Uh, Well, first I'll have to flip the page. All right. And, oh my, it says, fun graphics and music. Fun graphics and music, however, the challenge may not keep players engaged. What? It's like a fun little platformer. What is this? It looks cute. Yeah, it looks like a it looks like an app game or like Burger Time, yeah. but in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. You have to collect yeah. a, a wide assortment of reluctant foodstuffs, is what it said. Huh. Oh, I thought it was like Hitler the game, like, get ready for Switzerland! The- <laughs> 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 oh, 
All right. Michelle, do you want to take... Really, things really go south on the Russian level. Yeah. You want to take dinosaur story, Sheldon? Sure. So next we have We're Back, a dinosaur story, which is a pretty forgettable animated movie from the 90s. Uh, I liked it. it All right. I enough. think it was okay. I just, like, it's just, it just didn't hold up, I think. Yeah, it doesn't age well. That's true. So let's see what they have to say about it. Uh, on the plus side, these dinosaurs won't scare the daylights out of you like those in Jurassic Park. The theme is more suitable for young players. That's really the best you could say about the game. <laughs> Poor play control and repetitive play make it a tiresome journey. And we have, let's see, steel talons from left field. And the review says, play Desert Strike instead. All right. And <laughs> Super Battleship as well from my screen. Super Battleship. Ah, that's what we wanted. A Battleship game that doesn't have the game Battleship in it. God fucking damn you gamers. <laughs> Ah! But it says you can even play a one-man version of the classic uh, game of Battleship. If you don't have friends, like most gamers, play by yourself. Alright, mm. uh, a unique approach combining strategy and action. However, the only the action element requires only simple skills, and the strategy element may not satisfy hardcore strategy players. Blech. Mike, you want to talk about biometal? Oh, biometal. You must pilot the top galaxy's top fighter to save the world. Realistic-looking backgrounds as the halberd fighter wings its way through countless enemy biometals. It doesn't cover any new ground, but it does a good job of going where shooters have gone before. <laughs> That's a glowing endorsement. Mm. Good graphics and play control, however, no innovation and medium challenge. <laughs> ben, you want the pool game? <laughs> It's pool. <laughs> All right. And Metal Combat is so good, it doesn't even get pictures. All right. <laughs> uh, Sheldon, you want to talk about Ren and Stimpy? Oh, do I ever. One of my favorite animated shows from the 90s. Um, but the game, not so great, apparently. Uh, the graphics capture the artistic flavor of the cartoon series, but play control is poor, and many of the game elements aren't engaging. <laughs> And Bonk's adventure, it, Bonk's kind of Mike and my spirit animal with his giant noggin. Heed! <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Bonk is an action platformer, uh, unusual play with in, in, inventive stages. Uh, it's a Hudson Soft game, so he doesn't have a bee on his hat, but. Uh, <laughs> he can't get a hat to fit in his hydrocephalic head. <laughs> play control isn't as sharp as the Game Boy version. Uh, Nothing about Bonk is sharp. Mike, you want to talk about Mega Man f- 6? <laughs> the Blue b- <laughs> the blue Bomber 6 trip to the NES may be his best. Well, it certainly is last. And it's cer- well, it, 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 it is his best because it's so much like Mega Man 2. Mm. Excellent, play gra- excellent graphics, play control, and challenge. The only real weakness is the absolute dearth of originality. And then Tetris 2. Great challenge for one or two players, but it's the same game as Tetris or Dr. Mario, which we pointed out during our coverage. Uh, ben, you want to talk about Mega Man 4? It said it's the same as the other games. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see. Tom and Jerry. Yep. Fun and simple. The graphics are dark and can be unclear. And Sheldon, you want to do the other Ren Stippy game as well? Sure. Good graphics, poor play, control, and challenge. So, just uh, like the NES version. Yep. Uh, let's see. Any quick, any you know, like five second standouts? Let's see. Disney Aladdin's high. Clay Fighter is really high on graphics. Four point four. Uh, Sky Blazer is pretty good. Got an above four for play control. No, oh, Brandon's favorite game. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Mega uh, Man no, not- Six did good for challenge. 
Anything? Nobunaga's so, ambition oh. has got 3.8s all across the board, except for play, where it got a 2.5. Anything really low here? Uh, well, Bio we metal. got Lamborg Lamborghini American Challenge. Doesn't break a 3 except for play. Ooh. Yikes. And then tal Steel Talons. Steel we Talons. We got a 3.3 for theme and fun. Yeah. Everything else was a 2.8. A lot of 3s this month. Not not a whole lot jumping out. All no. right. So. Pack Watch. Well, Claymates, which... Oh, I don't even interplay. is making some sort of platformer. Mm -hmm. So it's like Claymation, or the Clay Fighter, but not nearly as fun. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to tell you about it. It's, it's kind of it looks interesting. It kind of looks like an adventure platformer game with mm. puzzles in it. Did this uh, actually get made? I yeah. will look into that. Oh, all right. This Mike looks knows. like the same game that uh, they did. I think these guys interplay made another game. Either that or it was LucasArts called like Sky Troopers, mm. where you're like the one kid who's been uh, like given some space armor and a blaster to fight aliens. You've been conscripted into a into a, an army, but then you find out later on, like, do you know how many people are fighting this war? Just you! <laughs> yeah, Claymates came out in November 20 of 93, so okay. I guess this magazine was coming out right around that time. Interesting. And then Sunsoft okay. has a game, uh, it's a toilet game called Pirates of the Dark Water. <laughs> <laughs> what I get after a big old bowl of Chipotle. Was that, that was a cartoon? Yeah. yeah, it was short-lived. I, I never got to see it. Um, Is it good? Uh, no, not really. I, I remember seeing no. one or two episodes of it, and when I saw this last night, I had to search it. Apparently, it only got 21 episodes before it was canceled. <laughs> That's a pretty short run for a kids' cartoon in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. And then Excalibur, which looks like 2097. Contra. It looks like Contra with a sword. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, looks like AC Ware uh, is coming out with a, another tournament fighter joystick, just what we needed for the SNES. Uh, we have a Lily Hammer uh, Winter Olympic Games coming for the uh, from U.S. Gold. I actually think I remember renting this game at some point because I remember that bobsled section. Uh, the I, was problem was, suck I was always a sucker for these games. They have a bunch of little mini games in them. Yeah, except none of them were ever done all that well. So it was just like yeah. I'm like, it's just it's so frustrating. Collection like, of shit little you games. Get, yeah, you get that like Olympic fever. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go represent America or Australia or whoever. Mm. You know, like. Yeah, I'm gonna go like act it out and like no, it's it's just always a grab bag of like a dozen mini games that are all programmed with like three months, <laughs> you know, to do it. So, yeah. and I got some Super Nintendo game called Choplifter Three. That's the oh, uh, I never heard of the first two. That's someone, what's their name? The one in a rider game. This is the one where you rescue the POWs. Looks really shop lifter, sharp. Shop, shop, shoplifter joke. It's about it didn't work. It's about all time right. the government yeah, did I that. Yeah, I get it. All right, it didn't land. <laughs> Alright. Mickey's Ultimate Challenge. <clears throat> ultimate Challenge will be playing this game. <laughs> ultimate Challenge Mini is keep pushing that copyright date back so people can't steal <laughs> the Mickey content. Mi Mickey's Ultimate Challenge and so is Minnie basically desecrating a church mm -hmm. by throwing Bibles around. Yep. It's accurate. <laughs> Chippendale. Hey, glass window. Chippendale Rescue <laughs> Rangers 2. What is it with uh, Disney making sequels to games I didn't know about? You we didn't play. know about DuckTales 2. We didn't know about Rescue Rangers 2. Mm. I actually played this a little bit in prep for this. It's it's actually pretty good. It uh, They zoomed out the camera a little bit, so you actually see more of the screen. Hmm. It's actually really nice. Hmm. And then, um, so we have, for Game Boy, Spider-Man and X-Men in Arcade's Revenge. McLean, 
the uh, Super NES version was shit. The any Nintendo version was shit, and I guarantee you this one is even worse. <laughs> 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 that comes with like Ben's stamp of shit, shit-tasticness. It's okay. <laughs> one game was shit, the other game was shit. Now this is dark shit. I really want to talk about this next game though, because this blew my mind. So TMNT Three Radical Rescue by Konami for the Game Boy. I d- just played this on a lark and prep for this to see, okay, is this going to be like the other Game Boy games, which are pretty much just your standard side-scrolling platformer action game. And this game is really interesting because, so three of the turtles get kidnapped, and uh, so Michelangelo is the lone Teenage Mutant Turtle that has to go and rescue them all. And this is basically set up like Castlevania Symphony of the Night. You're going into a massive labyrinth of area, like an open world area, platforming basically, where you have to find uh, keys and bosses and weapons and power-ups. That sounds and fucking amazing. It's it's basically a, a Castlevania, modern Castlevania game, uh, with the, in the style of the Ninja Turtles. I mean, it has, I could shit you not, it has bats and everything in it. Huh. I mean, you can see on the screen that middle screenshot right there. You've got your, uh, you know, your mummies shuffling about, or AKA the um, Foot Clan, and you have a, a a bat in the middle there. Wow! So that was a shocker for me to to find that uh, gem. So, anyways, I won't spend too much time on it. We can move on. So, Packwatch update, the rest of the games are telling us about. Uh, Bugs Buddy Rabbit Rampage is coming for, it looks like, the Super Nintendo. We have uh, Batman the Animated Series for Game Boy coming. Tweety and Sylvester for Super Nintendo. F1 Pole Position for Game Boy. Uh, and they're sort of telling us a bunch of, it's a long paragraph of things, including Pink Goes to Starlight, which is another Pink uh, Panther game. You're forgetting that they're previewing the Wii. Yeah, look at that. What is that? <laughs> yeah, Nintendo really. Gateway. <laughs> the fuck is, is that? Look at that. They skipped right past the Super Nintendo, the uh, N64, and the GameCube, and they're showing us the fucking Wii in 1993. It, it says, like Game the Boy thing. isn't the only video game system on the go. Thanks to Nintendo's Gateway system, a commercial version of the Super oh, NES has already been a... installed on several okay. Northwest Airlines 747 jetliners, which will soon be found in more jets, hotels, and cruise ships. So it's like a Super NES on the seat back that you can play with a little like controller that looks like the phone that you have on the plane. Yeah, you choose from 10 Super NES games, movies, audio CD, shopping, and information. Huh. Informational services. So it's like an info center with like Mario Kart built in. Yeah. Hmm. It's pretty cool, yeah, actually. And, yeah. And on the next page, we get the guy that looks like Howard Stern taking a nap, holding a Game Boy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on there. They gave us a little update on Howard Phillips. They say he's moved on what from... What does it say to me? Tell us. A pack, says, your pack watcher boarded the train from New York last August with 20 journalists to partake in the first ever cross-country video game contest. From New York to Seattle, the contestants fought the nightmares of Link's Awakening... The gamers could buy info in exchange for rupees, but most of them were so involved they didn't ask for the time of day. Talk about game crazy. It's a bunch of people on a train playing Game Boy together. How weird. Uh, Nintendo World Champion Jeff Hansen took the honors by winning the by reaching the Windfish first. As you can see, some contestants, like Warp Magazine's Mike Shantry, couldn't put their Game Boys down for anything. Alright, so Ben, tell us about Howard Phillips. So, <coughs> old Lion Howard... 
says he moved on from THQ to start up a new development team for Absolute in Redmond, Washington. Um, he keeps getting fired. So yeah. <laughs> he moved on pretty quickly from THQ, in other words. Mm-hmm. So, All right. That's the end of this, pretty much. <laughs> he, couldn't, he, couldn't, he couldn't beat the games that they were making there, so he had to move on to something that he, that he, could, that he could dominate himself. Yeah, and what do we have coming uh, next season on next the Playing With Power? is Mega Man X is the cover game. Um, we're also talking about for Super Nintendo NES, we have Team NT Tournament Fighter, which we've already talked about the NES version. Batman the Animated Series for Game Boy and the NES version of Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers 2. Looking all straight as fuck in their mm-hmm. uh, beautiful title screen. <laughs> All right. Uh, that takes us to the end of our coverage for this. I want to thank our guest again, Sheldon, for coming on this momentous episode. Sheldon's a trooper. Mm. Oh. Yes, and for hanging out with us for all three hours. <laughs> it was an honor, guys. It was my pleasure. Thank you. And uh, so where can, where can fans and listeners find you outside of the, oh. listening to this episode? Well, I am very accessible. I'm on Twitter at Sheldon J. Brown. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook. I have a page called Review and Replay, so go ahead, check that out, and give it a like if you uh, if you want. And also, I have a personal Facebook page. Just search Sheldon J. Brown, and then start scrolling through the hundreds of profiles you'll find, and look for the uh, drunk shirtless guy on the beach drinking from a coconut. <laughs> Excellent. All right. And, and, and if he and if he uh, doesn't know what you're talking about, tell him about this show so that we have another Sheldon Brown. Just <laughs> one go. army of Sheldon Browns. That's what. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that <laughs> sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> um, so I want to personally thank all of our listeners for for hanging out with us and uh, for getting us to a hundred episodes. So. Little little finger snaps for us for getting there, and I think it's a big milestone for us. And uh, finishing our first really really long season, and the second season will be uh, just normal uh, twelve episodes. Oh, our we're not doing five years. We're not season. doing the next hundred episodes. Is the next is the next season? Hell no. <laughs> that sh- this show would only be two and a half, two and a quarter season long. I know. I know. We'll drag it a little bit longer. Um, <clears throat> if anyone wants to reach out to us in between episodes, you can always find us on facebook.com slash playingwithpowerpodcast, or you can find old episodes or new episodes at our new uh, website. Um, that's playingwithpowerpodcast.com. And if you'd be so kind as to leave us a review and rating on iTunes, it helps us get the word out. Um, and if you'd like to donate to the show and keep us running, help us pay for hosting, you can become a sponsor on patreon.com slash playingwithpower. And lastly, if you'd like to reach out to Mike, he's on, he's the only one of us on Twitter at GetThePower88. Thanks and for like, listening. And like I said, <laughs> this month is Tripod Month, so please go find some family and friends and help them discover the world of podcasts. It would really uh, mean a lot to us if you can show people how to find and download podcasts, because a lot of people don't know how accessible and great all these really are. So thank you very much if you uh, go do that for some people you know. But if they're not into uh, mermaid or centaur rape, then you're probably better off suggesting something like Nerdist or Mental Illness Happy Hour or, so, you know, How Did This Get Made or something. This is a bit of an aside. I mean, maybe you don't want to take the time for this, but uh, what are some of the other podcasts you guys listen to? Oh. Uh, well, Sheldon, you like them, so w- let's start with the guest. 
Um, well, uh, besides this one, one that made it to my regular rotation, of course, is the Nerdist. Um, if you like somebody tearing apart bad movies, this one is very specific because uh, these guys go straight for religious movies. Uh, but it's a podcast called God Awful Movies that uh, gets a new issue comes out every Tuesday. I might look that one up. Wow. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. I'm actually Googling it as we speak. <laughs> so what about you, Ben? Um, I listen to a number of them. Um, I'm into some uh, true crime ones. There's one called Detective. That's really good. They Each season they have a different um, homicide detective that they interview in depth kind of about their career and uh, the ups and downs, trials and tribulations. It's really interesting. Um, I'm also, I think the season's over now, but there was a series called Stranglers about the uh, Boston Strangler murders in Boston from the 60s. And that's really interesting. They, go, they do a bunch of research and have interviews and that kind of stuff. As far as just regular uh, stuff, the closest thing to our podcast that I like is called The Frotcast. Uh, which is uh, from this website called Film Drunk. And I've been listening to it for years. It's a bunch of friends that get together a drink, and sometimes they talk about movies. Other times they talk about uh, random bullshit. And uh, so that's good. And then, of course, I listen to uh, some more serious stuff like uh, NPR Hourly News and uh, NPR All Songs Considered for my music listenings. Um, and mine, if I had to throw a couple out... Uh, like the Nerdist was mentioned, the first season of Serial is amazing. If you want to check out a podcast that really like sort of trailblazed a lot of where podcasts kind of went, um, how it got in your mouth, uh, Catherine's uh, podcast actually is pretty well done. How did this get made is great. Revisionist history is amazing. If you like Malcolm Gladwell, if you've ever read any of the Blink or Outliers or any books like that of his, he has his own podcast they started last year. Um, where he tackles a lot of issues like very very well. He's only he only does an issue every few months or so, but they're all amazing. Uh, like pretty much everything else, Malcolm Gladwell does. And then uh, stuff you should know is also really good if you want to check out like stuff to pass the time while you're working. Those would be some of my suggestions. Uh, that are some of, some of my personal favorites. And as for me, uh, what I like is how did this get made. The worst idea of all time, where a bunch of Kiwi comics watch one movie for a year. Yeah, they're in there <laughs> like, once yeah, a week. For like, a year. Yeah, once a week they watch the same movie over and over again. And they keep coming up with these amazing ways to make this absolutely fucking boring thing uh, interesting, and their desperate attempts to find any type of freshness or originality in this movie mm-hmm. is hilarious as their desperation goes on. I also like Lore, which is a uh, a true uh, a true podcast about the uh, the stories behind folklore like vampires werewolves revenants and uh, the true stories that inspired them like people who would rise up from their graves because you know they were just sick and people didn't know how to properly diagnose death back mm-hmm. then and uh, they would also tell uh, the original stories behind the creepy doll or the uh, the first American serial killer J uh, J J Holmes. Oh, that's the guy that built the hotel in Chicago that was just a murder murder trap, right? Yeah. That, 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 the whole thing the, is uh, fucking creepy as hell. Yeah, the creep the original the original owner of the creepy doll, like this kid who always kept a doll around and hmm. uh, there's uh, another story of uh, like a like a bunch of people that got marooned on an island. Hmm. 
All and right, eventually, right, like right, most right. of them died of scurvy. So, <laughs> Lore is a good podcast. Okay. And there's also uh, Welcome to Night Vale. Hmm. I right. like that. It's very nice. And they even have their own spin off series like uh, The Orbiting Human Circus and Alice Isn't Dead. And uh, Duck Feed TV has a uh, podcast network with a bunch of shows that uh, are very interesting, like uh, Watch Out for Fireballs, which is an in depth review podcast of certain games abject suffering where they uh they're given a random bad game by their uh patreon subscribers to play and suffer through and also teenage dirtbags where people where uh, these two guys will watch old music videos from the 90s or 2000s and talk about them like they're good parts they're bad parts so it's kind of like beavis and butthead the podcast okay all right <laughs> Let's... except it has intelligent people viewing it <laughs> And then, uh, so if you have any uh, listeners, please, if you have any that... Oh, there was also one more, which uh, isn't, like... Well, it's the Mental Illness Happy Hour, which, you know... If you oh, that one actually is important. That, that, that yes. Is, yes. It's worth mentioning. Okay. It's, uh, if you know people that are suffering through mental illness, anxiety, trauma, whatever kinds, this guy will uh, talk to people who suffer through different things, like yeah, rape, rape victims, right. people who... Uh, came out to uh, very homophobic families right. growing up trans. There's, check check oh, it out. Like it's you, good. It's good. Yeah, All right. Check out their website, mentalpod.com. If you've got issues that you want to hear people talk about, anything from uh, hair pulling to skin, hair hair pulling, skin picking, uh, eating too much. Is there one whatever, for like type that for in. podcast co-hosts that won't stop talking? Is there one on that one? Mm. <laughs> All right. All right. I, I think that's every episode with him. But. And then... Um, <laughs> So, listeners, it's called Diary have, of the Mouth. If you have any favorites, uh, feel free to come and talk about it on the Facebook group. Uh, maybe we can have a little bit of discussion of like stuff that's suggested, uh, and then maybe uh, maybe we can all share and uh, find some new new gems. So, anyway, well, thank, that was actually a fun little aside. So, thanks everyone, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. I appreciate spending a little piece of my week with everyone. So, thank you very much. Thanks everybody for listening. I'm Ben. I'm Mike. And I'm John. And now you're playing with power. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing.